I'm going to be talking about something that is at the top of God's list. And what is at the top of God's list is forgiveness for mankind. God has a desire. His greatest desire is to forgive us of our sins. And I want to just, if, if I'm going to give the message a title, I'm going to call it Good Cheer in a Bitter World. God gives us good cheer in a bitter world. This world can be quite bitter. This world can be quite unfair and unkind. Aren't you glad we've got Jesus that we can look to and understand that through him we can overcome anything because he is the sovereign God of the universe. Thank God for Jesus Christ. I want you to open up your Bibles with me, please, to Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to share one verse, verse 2. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Verse 2, Matthew chapter 9. This story is also found in Mark chapter 2, Luke chapter 5. This miracle took place at Capernaum, the headquarters of Jesus Christ after he moved from Nazareth. And they brought unto him, it says verse 2, behold, they brought unto him a man sick of palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their face, said unto the sick of palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. I want to use for a subject, good cheer in a bitter world. You may be seated. I'm not going to go through all the details of the story, but I want you to understand right from the get-go that the friends, the the, the four friends that brought their sick palsy friend to Jesus, they didn't bring him to that place where Jesus was in the house at Capernaum to get forgiveness. They brought him there to get healed. And when Jesus fastened his eyes upon this sick palsy, he said, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, there's some things that we need to understand about forgiveness. A lot of times we get forgiveness confused with, um, with our troubled mind. Sometimes we get confusion, uh, get forgiveness confused with our weariness and our weakness. I want you to understand something. God, first God forgives because forgiveness is at the top of God's list. Now God did heal this sick of palsy, but the first thing he did is he forgave him of his sins. Now, that's at the top of God's list. You see, you can, you can go to heaven um, with back trouble, but you can't go to heaven with sin trouble. You can, you can go to heaven with cancer or some kind of sickness in your body. You can go to heaven. But you can't go to heaven without forgiveness of your sin. You can have a leaky bladder and still go to heaven. Just getting your attention. But you can't go to heaven without forgiveness. You can be bonkers in your head. Absolutely squirrel head. Out of your mind. But you can't go to, you can go to heaven like that, but you can't go to heaven without forgiveness. You can be professor of forgetfulness. 
and forget all the time and always messing up, not knowing where you're going. And you can still go to heaven, but you can't go to heaven without forgiveness. I want us to understand some things tonight that will put us in better perspective. So many times we, we get weary and we mistake that for a lack of ability to go to heaven. We get troubled in our mind. We're in a storm. We're fighting all kinds of opposition. You can still go to heaven in the midst of all those storms, but you cannot go to heaven without forgiveness of your sins. And this man that was sick of palsy was full of pain. He was full of nervous disorder. I think his mind was troubled. I know it would be. And his friends were deeply concerned. And the first thing that Jesus says to this sick of palsy is not you're forgiven. It's not you're healed. The first thing he says, son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. That's the first thing Jesus said. And I think his friends thought, what? No, no, that, that's not why we brought him here. We tore up the roof. We drug him out here. We brought him to you, Jesus. And what do you say? Forgiveness, my boy. You know, son, be of good cheer. That sin forgiven thee. And the four on the roof thinking, good cheer, nothing. We brought him here to be healed. And now Jesus talking about being forgiven. But Jesus was giving us the importance of forgiveness. The world is so bitter. So cruel, so out of touch with God. The world is so messed up. And even you and I can get messed up, and we can still go to heaven. But we can't go to heaven without having our sins forgiven. And I want to begin, first of all, just simply saying, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Forgiveness is at the top of God's list. I am grateful for the fact that no matter what happens in these bodies, no matter what happens in my head, no matter what happens in my body, no matter what happens, nothing shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. No matter what attack I have on my body in sickness or adversity, nothing can separate me from the forgiveness that Jesus Christ has given me and touched my life. Once that forgiveness touches down in the bedrock of your soul, once that forgiveness goes off like ground zero in your heart, and wow, what a blessing comes to your soul and washes to your spirit, the first thing the devil comes along is he tries to mess with your forgiveness. Well, he can't mess with your forgiveness. He can mess with your head, but he can't mess with your forgiveness. Because your forgiveness is not in your hands. Your forgiveness is in the hands of Jesus Christ, the master. The devil can mess with your head. The devil can mess with your thoughts. The devil can mess with your life. The devil can mess with your health, mess with your, your emotions. The devil can mess with you with other people. 
The devil can bring hardship to you and, 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 and grind you into a bitterness of this world. The devil can do all that, but he can't take your peace and your love and your forgiveness away. The world didn't give it to me and the world cannot take my forgiveness away. Thank God Jesus went to the cross of Calvary so that he could shed his blood and forgive us of our sins. Now, when you get tired and weary and the devil just hammers and hammers and hammers, you begin to think, well, maybe I don't have what I need. Well, let me tell you, sweetheart, you maybe don't have what you need, but I guarantee you forgiveness is not one of those things you're short of if Jesus has ever came into your life. God never takes forgiveness away from you. He forgives for eternity. Amen? You say, well, don't I need forgiveness along the way? Of course we do. But I'm talking about the big forgiveness. I'm talking about, whoo, the forgiveness that changes your life. I'm talking about becoming a new creature in Christ. I'm talking about the forgiveness that, that translated you from darkness into God's marvelous light. I'm talking about forgiveness that made you a new creature in Christ. I'm talking about forgiveness that, that turned you around, spanned you around, brought repentance to your soul, and caused you to walk a new path and walk in the light of God. A forgiveness that absolutely touched the bedrock of your soul and gave you strength in your heart. That forgiveness can never be taken away. Now, you may do something wrong and need forgiveness, and please do. I ask God for forgiveness from time to time, but I want you to know the big forgiveness is forever settled in heaven. Jesus Christ has saved my soul. Amen. So the Bible says, be of good cheer. Jesus Christ said to this man, be of good cheer. Later on, he said, well, okay, take up your bed and go home. Amen? And the four probably said, I, went, I, I thought he never was going to say that. And, uh, and the sick of palsy thought, "Woo, glory to God, God heals too. And, and I want to say to everybody in this room, God forgives, but God heals too. God forgives, but God transforms your life too. God heals, uh, God forgives, but God also heals cancer, removes cancer. God forgives, but God also touches lives and dissolves tumors. God forgives, but he also touches your, your vascular system and your heart and your, and your blood flow. God is a forgiver, but he's also a redeemer. He is a God who heals and delivers and brings life to your soul. But at the top of the list, God has forgiveness. You see, it was at the top of the list in Jesus' life to go to Golgotha and to die on the cross of Calvary. It was at the top of the list that Jesus would go and shed his blood for the sins of the world. It was at the top of the list Jesus Christ died and suffered on the cross of Calvary for your sins and mine. It was at the top of the list, God so loved the world that he gave his son. It was at the top of the list, his son Jesus came to rescue us, save us, redeem us, and to be put in a grave after being dying, after dying for us, and put in a tomb and raising again from the grave. It was at the top of the list that Jesus Christ would bust out of the graveyard, resurrected, sovereign, living God. All that was because at the top of the list, God wants to forgive you. Isn't that good? 
Now, after he forgives you, he wants to courage you. He wants to stir courage in you. Did you know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind? So once God forgives us and heals us and touches our life, God wants to give us courage and strength. That brings me to another good cheer that Jesus said at the raging storm. In fact, he's walking on the water, Jesus Christ is, going to his disciples. It's in Matthew 14, verse 27, and the disciples were terrified as Jesus is walking in the darkness of the morning, the darkest part of the night, and they see Jesus walking on the water, and they were scared, and they were fearful, but Jesus Christ said, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. I want you to know no matter how dark the waters is, no matter how heavy the winds is, no matter how hard the life is, no matter rowing and rowing and toiling and blisters on your hands and, 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 and worn in your mind and troubled in your soul, no matter how you feel marooned out at the ocean in despair of life, Jesus comes walking and he says, I want to give you courage. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Amen. You see, Jesus loved his disciples so much that he was willing to walk on water to get to them. Now, that's a cute saying, but I want to say he loved you so much he was willing not only to walk on water, that's spectacular, but he was willing to go to the cross and die a brutal death of crucifixion. And to be put in a tomb and raise again from the grave. And all that is so that you, can, you and I can giggle with joy. All that so you and I can laugh and praise God in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of the doctor's uh, 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 bad news, in the midst of the surgeon's bad news, in the midst of the stormy waters, in the midst of the dark despair, in the midst of the troubled mind and the fearful troubles in your soul, in the midst of the darkness, Jesus will come walking to you on the water. He'll come. My friends, he'll come. When you're at your lowest, he'll come. When you're troubled in your mind, he'll come. When you're in despair, he'll come. Nothing can stop him. He's the God of all creation. He's coming. You say, I'm troubled. He's coming. You say, I'm in despair. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. My friends, Jesus Christ is coming. He's always, he just, he just keeps coming. He just waves of glory just keeps coming. The waves of God's glory just keeps coming and he's saying, be, good, be of good cheer as I, be not afraid. You don't have to be afraid. God wants to courage, give us courage with him. We need to be courageous with him. Remember, it was to Moses that God said, be courageous, fear not. Be courageous, fear not, for I am with thee. He said the same thing to Joshua. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Joshua 1 9. God is trying to tell us, I can courage you up. You afraid? God said, Let me give you courage. You troubled in your heart? God says, Let me give you courage. You're in despair, you're weak, you're troubled in your, in your mind. God says, let me give you courage on a Wednesday night. Let me give you courage in a dark, 
cold, dark night. Let me give you courage in a stormy night. You've been rowing and toiling and laboring and you're sweaty and you're, there's blisters on your spiritual hands and you're, and you're troubled and you're afraid. And Jesus Christ says, let out a shout. Be of good cheer. It is I, I'm a coming. It is I, be not afraid. It is I, I'm coming. Amen. And when he comes, he can give you great strength to overcome many things. In fact, Peter walked on water, not once, but twice. That's that sorry rascal, Peter. That mean sorry rascal, Peter. He didn't deliberately do it, but he fell in the water so he could walk twice on the water. Now that's dirty. Amen? Now, he didn't do it on purpose, but I want you to know some of you right now, you've flipped and flopped, but and you didn't do it on purpose, but you're, you're dirty because the Lord's coming along saying, okay, I'll pick you up again. Amen? The Lord loves picking you, your sorry hide up. The Lord loves picking me up. The Lord loves touching my life. The Lord, you know, God loves being God. Amen. I don't always love being a man, but I dead sure wouldn't love to be a woman. <laughs> Trust me, you couldn't handle it either. But I'd be a disgusting looking monstrosity. We live in a world that you can't even say anything about that. Well, I'll just swallow my chew in the back and say it anyway. Amen? Well, that's not politically correct. I'm not running for office. Forget it. I'm in the office that God called me, the office of bishop, the preaching. First John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcame them. What have you overcame? You overcame them, false teachers, lies and deception. You overcame them, fear and despair, People lying and teaching you wrong things. You've overcame the lie. You've overcame the, the false prophets. You overcame the false teachers. Greater is he, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Woo! Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. God gives us courage. Courage with him. In the storm, take courage. In the trials of life, take courage. When it looks like there's no place to turn, take courage. Take Jesus and courage up for the task. Take Jesus by your side and courage up for the moment. Take Jesus in your heart and courage up for the, for the problem. Courage up for the mountain before you. Take Jesus in your heart. Wrap your arms about Jesus, uh, around Jesus and courage up for the task ahead. Courage up for the despair ahead. Courage up for the storm ahead because Jesus will courage you all the way through. He'll courage you up. Amen. I'm not sure that's good. Good um, vocalism, but that's all right. I don't see any professor sitting out there. And if you are, you're not a very good one. But anyway, we dress too good to be a professor. Amen? You ever seen Einstein, how he dressed? Did you see that hairdo? You ever seen Einstein's hairdo? 
He can't be too smart with hair like that. Amen. But we've overcame. Courage up in Jesus. Be of good cheer. Courage up. It is I. No matter what storm you're in, Jesus says, I'll be there. I'm a coming. Not only is he a coming in your situation, but he's coming one of these days to take us all home. Amen. So, well, I don't think he's coming yet. Well, he's coming whatever problem you're in. Amen. Because God knows that we need him. And we can't, you know, we can go to heaven with a troubled mind, but we cannot go to heaven without forgiveness of our sin. We can go to heaven with pretty much a defeated life, but we cannot go to heaven without forgiveness of sin. Amen. You need to take courage. Number three, there's another be of good cheer. And it is found in John 16, 33. These things I've spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. And the world, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now in verse 33 of John 16, Jesus Christ is saying, in the world you shall have tribulation. You're going to have the storms. You're going to have the trials. You're going to have the pressure. You're going to have the darkness. You're going to have the spiritual blisters on your hands. You're going to have the, the, the fears. You're going to have the troubled mind. You're going to have the, the hard walk and the hard knocks of life. You're going to have the attacks of the enemy. The world's going to tsunami you with all kinds of grief and bitterness. For in this bitter world, Jesus Christ says, be of good cheer in this bitter world. Look to God. And Jesus Christ says, you're not the overcomer here. Jesus Christ said, I'm the overcomer. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Hello. I had someone tell me one time, well, I'm just going to follow you into heaven. I'm just going to grab your shirt tail and, and go into heaven. I said, no, you're not. I'm going in stark naked. Hello. I'm going to get in there by the skin of my teeth. And that's not very thick. But Jesus is my Savior. I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Woo! And so we trust the Lord. And Jesus Christ said, in the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have come, overcome the world. So first, God forgives. Forgiveness is at the top of God's list. Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Second, courage with him. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then he says in Matthew 14, 27, courage with him. Jesus spake unto them and said, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Last but not least, victory in the end. Victory at the bottom. Victory at the end. Victory at the end of this life. Victory at the end of the storm. Amen? That's what Jesus Christ said. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Jesus has overcome the world. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. 
hey, smile, get thrilled. I know you feel lousy. I know you feel inadequate. I know you feel uh, uh, insignificant. I know you feel so unworthy, unworthy, unworthy. I know you feel that way, and we all feel that way, but be of good cheer. Jesus Christ has conquered death, hell, and the grave, and this bitter world for you and I because he loves us, and it all began at the top of the list. Forgiveness in Jesus. Amen? Woo! I done preached myself happy, and I was pretty happy before I got here. The cheese had already fell out of my sandwich. I was pretty happy. I want to talk to you about victory at the end, and we'll wrap this sermon up. Victory in the end. We're all headed for the end. We're all headed for the close. We're all going to stand before God. But the great victory began when Jesus Christ said, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And the great glorious strength is Jesus Christ said, I'll walk with you and I'll give you courage. And don't be afraid, it is I. Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And then he says, victory in the end. In the world you shall have tribulation. Yeah. But in the end, I have overcome the world. In the end, we'll stand before he that holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I am he, Jesus Christ said, that liveth and was dead. Behold, I hold the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Jesus, the conqueror of death, hell, and grave. Jesus, the lover of my soul. Jesus, the Savior. I'm going to hug him up, and I'm going to draw courage from Jesus. Paul is taking a trip to Rome. He's going to go before Caesar. And Paul is put in a prisonership in Acts 27. And Paul is being taken by, I think it's about 296. Don't quote me on that. But it was a lot of people in the ship. And most of them were prisoners. Paul was a prisoner himself. And he was going to Rome to be judged of Caesar. And Paul warned them, don't go, don't sail in this wintertime because the hurricanes, the storms will come. Don't go. I perceive that we're in danger, but they went anyway. They didn't listen to the man of God. <laughs> that happens all the time. Don't listen to the man of God. And Paul says, look, I perceive damage will come to the ship and us as well. But they went out anyway, and they're traveling. And the ship gets hit by one of the most ferocious hurricanes of, of the season. The ship is just tossed up and down. Waters, the ship looks like it's going to go down. They go way up and then way down, way up and then way down. And the waters were coming, and the ship was being beaten, and, and there was no stars shining. There was no moon shining. There was no sun in the day. It was all cloudy darkness in the daytime, and all black, pitch black at nighttime. No moonshine, no starshine. Everything is blank. Heavens is a brass. Heavens is, uh, is covered in cloudy gloom in the day uh, and blackness of night in the, in the night. And they're out to sea and they're troubled. And they don't know what to do and they're scared to death. And Paul says, uh, I got to go somewhere. Paul just disappears and prays for a while. And while he's praying, an angel comes to Paul. And the angel says in so many words to Apostle Paul, don't you be afraid. You're going to see Caesar. 
you're not going to die. And I'm going to give you everybody in this ship. They're going to be okay. And Paul leaves the prayer room and comes to the ship to the people gathered. And Paul says to them in the midst of that darkness, and they're scared. He said, wherefore, sirs, verse 25 and 26, be of good cheer, for I believe God. I believe what the angel said to me. I believe God, and it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must cast, be first cast upon a certain island. Paul is saying, I told you the storm came. I went to God, and God said, you're going to make it to Rome. I went to God. The angel came to me, the angel in whom I'm served, and told me that we'll be okay. It's going to be rough. The ship's going to be beaten to pieces, and the storm is going to come, but be of good cheer. I believe God. We're going to make it home. And I want to say, as a pastor of this church, be of good cheer. I believe God. I believe every word of this Bible. I believe what Jesus Christ said. We are going to make it home. And so Paul says to them, beautiful, I'm going to kind of touch on a few verses because of the sake of time. But Paul says, son, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God, and it, it will be as it's told to me. Howbeit we must first be cast upon an island. You know what that meant when he said we must first be cast upon an island? It meant the ship was going to be fall apart. It means the ship was going to be disintegrated. It means the ship was going to be totally demolished. And they're going to they're gonna swim to the shore of Melita, the island, Malta, the island, like rats out of a sewer waters. And they're going to make it, some by board, some going to swim, but they're all going to make it to the island of Malta. I want you to know that we're all going to make it. I said, we're all going to make it. The Bible says when the Lord told them, when Paul told them, uh, be of good cheer, but we're going to go to the island where we're, we're going to be cast upon an island. Verse 29 says, they wish for the day. They anchored down. They wish for the day. When Paul said, be of good cheer, we're going to make it. They anchored down. They put out four anchors. They anchored down and they wished for the day. And some of you in this room, you're wishing for the day. Me too. I'm praying for the day that we will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I, I'm wishing for the day. I've got some anchors down. We can, you can give them anchors different names, but I've got some anchors down. I've anchored my soul in the Word of God. I've anchored my heart and my life in the love of God. I've anchored my future in the, in, in the promise of Jesus Christ. I've anchored my, my all and my future in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Son of God. Yes, I've got some anchors out, and I'm wishing for the day. Look at verse 33, and I'm not going to read the whole verse, but it says, and while the day, they wish for the day, and while the day was coming on, Paul besought them to eat. While the day was coming, Paul besought them to eat. That's the job of this pastor. That's the job of every Christian to your loved ones. We need to 
beseech them, seek them, and ask them to eat. Do not starve yourself in the fears and the affliction and the husk of sin. Do not starve yourself in despair and wickedness. Do not starve yourself with, with depression and suicidal tendencies. Do not, do not starve yourself uh, and wishing for the day uh, while you're waiting for the day to come. Don't, don't starve yourself. Eat some meat. Eat some word of God. Consume some love of God. Consume the good word of God. Hear the preaching of God's word. Listen to the voice of Jesus Christ. Listen to the future that he's coming. He's coming. He cares for you. Look to him. Eat some meat. Eat some strong meat from the Bible. Eat some meat from the Bible. Eat some strong truth from God's word. Eat some meat. Get out there and get you a Big old 16 ounce, 32 ounce uh, a biblical ribeye steak and to get it uh, medium well. You can get it raw if you want to, but I like mine a little seasoned and uh, I get a medium well. And, and just get ready to cut that, that, that biblical steak up. Eat that good word of God. Raise your hand and say, Jesus, hit me with a biscuit. Jesus, come on, hit me with, with some heaven homemade bread. Drop some le- uh, uh, manna on my table. Yeah. Give me some honey from the promised land. Eat the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that, get, that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. While you're waiting for the day, get your strength. Amen. I've already got myself hungry. I realize at our church sometimes there's a pretty strong meat that comes across in the preaching, I re- especially when Josh, he just, I mean, Josh just, Josh just mops me up. But anyway, Josh got that strong meat, that good preacher. I mean, he's, pretty, he, he, he's awesome. He's not as cute as I am, but he's an awesome preacher. <laughs> he's not as skinny as I am, but he's an awesome preacher. I'm just kidding. I love the way Josh preaches. And he's powerful and he's, he's strong. Me, I'm talking about the Lord throwing you a biscuit or some homemade bread or his 32-ounce ribeye gospel biblical steak and cutting it with that good grace of God knife and asking the Lord for some homemade manna from heaven to put a little honey from the promised land on it and enjoying the blessings of God and being smothered with the promise of God, being smothered with the blessing of God, being smothered with the courage of God. Be of good cheer. It is I, Jesus Christ says, and be not afraid. Be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Be good cheer. I'm on my way. Be a good cheer. I've overcome anything in your life. You're going to make it. You're weary. You're tired. You're discouraged. You're perturbed. You're disturbed. You don't know whether you can make it or not. You feel inadequate. That doesn't matter. What matters is that you have been forgiven. It's at the top of God's list. And once you've been forgiven, the Father gives you to the Son. The Father draws you and gives you to the Son. And once the Father gives you to the Son, the Son washes you. The Father forgives you. The Son forgives you, washes you in His precious blood. 
And then the son commits to you and I to get us home. Jesus Christ is committed to get everyone in this room that is truly born again. Jesus Christ is committed to get you home. He's faithful. He'll get you there. Amen? I hope this message has helped some of you. I hope you understand that sure we want to be victorious. Sure we want to see clouds of glory. Sure we want to see spectacular moments. But please hear me. It makes no difference how low and dreadful you feel if the forgiveness of Jesus Christ has been granted to you, the Son of God will get you home. Isn't that good? Amen. So be a good cheer. And while you wait for the day, wish for the day, Let's eat. Amen? I mean, there's no, there's, there's no reason to waste a whole day just wishing. Let's eat too. Amen? I mean, I don't mind wishing the day away, but eating it away would be much better. Amen? Come on now, I'm preaching better than you're responding. I know what you're thinking. Oh, preacher, I'm just so bad. I'm just not going to make it. I'm just not worthy. Welcome. None of us is worthy. I'm worried about the ones that think they're okay. Bless God, the Lord's lucky to have me. Those are the ones that are going to split hell wide open. Amen. I heard someone say one time, oh, they sing so pretty. If they just give their heart to Jesus... You know, they're so talented in music. They're so talented in their skills and their talents. They just give their heart to Jesus. They could do so much for Jesus. Really? God has angels that make them look like they're spitting, chewing tobacco when they're singing. God has angels that sing. God don't have a shortage of good music. When you hear that nonsense, well, when they die, they got their wings, and they're in heaven now, and they become angels. Not You're not going to have wings when you get to heaven. You might have a real speedy chariot. I wouldn't mind having one of them. I wouldn't mind calling one of them cherubims to come over. Hey, 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 one of you boys come over here. I want to ride you. Amen? And, and none of them cherubims come over and I jump on the side of them and on their back and they're there. Whew. I said, boy, who needs a chariot when you've got a cherubim, a seraphim, fly? Did you know God flies on a cherubim, a cherub? He comes on a cherub. He rides on a cherub. Amen? Amen. I got to stop. But Josh, come and bring a song. We're so glad to have you today. I want to encourage you. Enjoy your day. While you wish for the day, you might as well have a good meal from God's Word. Well, you wish for the day. You might as well enjoy God's promises. I know it's hard. 
I know life is hard. But I want you to know that there is good cheer in this bitter world. And Jesus Christ can bring us good cheer in this bitter world. Amen? He said we'll have tribulation. He said, well, I must not be living for God. Really? He said, in the world you shall have tribulation. He told that to his best disciples. Jesus told that to you and I. Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulation. Well, I'm having a hard time. I must not be a, a good child of God. Really? Jesus said we would have tribulation. We're not immune to storms. We're not immune to pressure. But he said, be of good cheer. I've got your back. Be of good cheer. I've got you covered. Stand with me.